Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. don't have a winner yet but this is increasingly feeling like it's going to be steve smith's ashes jack leach thought he'd done the impossible got straight his main man for 118 but then came the tv replays and it was horrible viewing for england a left arm spinner stepping over the line for a no ball a cardinal sin in the eyes of the pundits smith finished on 211 australia on 497 for eight Late in the day, England's openers were forced to face the music. Joe Denley's return showing as an opener saw him depart for four. England finished 23 for one, trailing Australia by 474. A monstrous day for the Aussies. Headingly is ancient history. Hello and welcome to the Wiz and Ashes Daily Podcast. I'm your, I'm your host, not Yazrana, but Tar Hashim again. And sat alongside me is Ben Gardner. But first, let's head over to Old Trafford, where Rich Evans has finally watched today's play of Test Cricket. I mean, what did you make of it, Rich? Well, it was absolutely superb, an absolute pleasure to watch, of course. I mean, as you alluded to there, he did struggle early doors, there's no doubt about that. Joffre Archer is obviously sending down a hell of a lot of bumpers from the skipper's orders. I think with one over, he bowled four bounces at him. And to be honest with you, there wasn't really too much of a plan after that. I do think Jack Leach um, definitely caused some some issues. Obviously, you're talking about the no ball, uh, the, the catch and slip off the no ball. But there was a few other occasions when Leach obviously tested Smith. But there was a lot of drama in those, those kind of opening stages, you know. Um, obviously, first ball of the day, getting getting edged and falling just just uh, short of slip. Inside edge of Joffre Archer. I think England knew kind of there and then that they needed him. And they needed him very quickly because they know what kind of damage he can do. He, he kind of ebbed and flowed his innings, really. Because after that initial struggle... Started batting with a lot of confidence, started delivering you know, the full repertoire of shots that we know he's capable of doing. When the second new ball came a little later on in the day, he then started to battle once more. And then after seeing, seeing off that second new ball, he, he once again upped the ante. And obviously along with Mitchell Stark towards the end, he really did bat England kind of out of the game, really. I'd like to be a bit more optimistic than that, but I think, I think England are going to be going, going into day three hoping it's going to rain a little. And especially with, with Smith, that he, he started off, it was, it was a really strange start to the day for him. Um, there, was the, there was a full toss off Joffre Archer, which he, which he is straight back to him, and, and Archer just got fingertips to it. But it was, the no ball just changed everything, right? He kind of just, 
he was seamless afterwards. It was kind of a slap in the face for him. And then he was back to normal again. You know, he was the funky leaves and all that kind of nonsense came back. And, and he was in the zone again. That's absolutely right. And it was an innings where the tempo kept changing. And I think that's the mark of a quality batsman. Sometimes they're feeling it. Sometimes they just need to work their way back into form. And I mean, he did that absolutely superbly. There were a few occasions when you almost sensed that he was getting a little bit bored. And he gave a few chances. You know, there was one, one occasion where the ball dropped in between two offside fielders. There was a few that flew towards the, uh, the boundary, just short of fielders. But, but yeah, all in all, it was a high-class innings. And as I say, with Smith, you know, this, without a shadow of a doubt, this is already Smith's ashes. He, he's a legend. It's absolute pleasure to watch someone when they're at the top of their game, knowing that they're already going to go down in history and, and you get to see them in the present. The best players rise in, in the biggest you know, biggest series, biggest tournaments, and, and there's no doubt you know, he's done that today. Now, Steve Smith played brilliantly, Ben. Um, but Insight. Was, huh? Insight. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they pay me the big bucks. Um <laughs> But he was joined by Tim Payne today. Now, Tim Payne, um, he's been shorter runs. This was his first half century since October last year. Um, that was a really important innings he played today. And I, I don't know about you, but I can't help but just root for him. Um, he was, he was, he, he's been this guy who has just been known as the guy who got just thrown the captaincy. And, you know, there's, there's always going to be question marks about his batting. He's not hit a first-class ton in, you know, donkey years. Um, and he was on 49 for a long time today, but I, I was just willing him on because I, I guess I kind of feel for him because he, he'll never really get his due. Um, but he did play really well today, I think. I feel like people can admit that. Yeah, he did play well. I think the thing is, he has been short of runs, sort of, but then also so has everyone apart from Smith and Labuschagne. And I feel like he has played a sort of crucial hand in quite a few partnerships. I think he's kind of, I mean... He's almost an old, a more old-fashioned wicketkeeper's role in that sense, where he's like a, he'll stick around for a bit, he'll help you sort of build a lead, or either stick with the tail or with the batsman that's there, and you'll never, he, he, he's not going to play the headline role, but he, he looks like he, he always, he's always looked like he had a pretty solid technique. And I mean, when he came back into the side for the, uh, the last Ashes series, he, I mean, he beat out some good competitors to get that spot, and he kind of he he stuck, put his hand up then and like like stuck at it throughout the series and he's he, you, you never with, with a few of the others you kind of think like you like you think you know how you're going to get head and weighed out I guess especially Broad's just going to get them and although Payne has had his struggles with the short ball that kind of feels like a challenge he has to go over himself rather than England having the wood over him that way if that makes sense so he's like I think it's uh it's not entirely surprising I think that he's uh that he's got run safe but yeah it's, it is it is a nice story I mean I guess at some point there's that that he's going to get that monkey that first class hundred on his back, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. It was it 2006 that he got, he got 215 in like his third or fourth first class oh, okay. game in 2006, yeah. and and no no hundred since. It's yeah, no, it, and it, and it just kept, kind of felt oh, it's felt watching him this series. I just felt from also because there's been that talk about Steve Smith may not have the captaincy, but he is Australia's leader and always doing the thing with the bat and. You felt doing you know, a bit of guiding in the field as well at points, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, especially, I guess it's especially important for him after after Headingley because you can imagine how, as a captain, you would come down quite hard on yourself. Yeah, just thinking about every fielding position where you could have put someone, stop that, or yeah. bowling change that could have 
and then of course the review i mean yeah especially um, when you're pretty close to being a or when people are saying you're sort of a specialist captain yeah if you're not captaining well then yeah so so yeah for, from that point of view it's, it's a really important knock actually for him and perhaps uh it's the kind of thing that he'll take into the the captaincy and like the the you know the confident work behind the stumps and just like geeing his players up in the field if he's feeling confident that will go do you think that would go through the team tomorrow? So, yeah. yeah, and of course he was helped by um, a drop catch by it was, it was Sam Curran who came on as 12th man, but England in general in the field, there was um, Jason Roy dropped a, a catch at slip and the game sort of just, it was it was just passing them by really. It kind of, once the, the no ball happened and of course Smith was Smith and did his thing, but you know, Payne also scored with a certain amount of ease and it kind of just felt like England was sort of out of, out of answers, Joffre Arch was down on his pace again, um, and it was it was an old fashioned days of test, old fashioned day of test cricket, really. Especially an old fashioned day of Ashes cricket. I yeah, think, exactly, it? Yeah. because because it just didn't seem like there was going to be that collapse happening there. Australia just kept on going, kept on going. Yeah, I guess maybe, maybe that's part of the Steve Smith effect because England obviously have no idea how to get him out, but then it almost feels like they then have to bowl differently to the other guys like well this is the only place we're going to get a wicket but then they stop bowling normally to them they sort of start both searching but also switching off in the field I mean it, it's kind of a continuation from yesterday when there was that weird passenger play with with the wind and all the stoppages when England kind of switched off then as well got kind of caught up in the like the sort of almost the funniness of it all and even I mean you don't get like to get too much into this like pop psychology but Sam Curran when he dropped that catch there was almost more of a more of a smirk on his face, wasn't there, than, uh, than, than the thing. I guess, I guess with the, uh, we talked about how the overstep affected Smith and how he refocused. And it, you, you'd hope it would have done the same to England because Joe Root gave, not, not Leach, but just the whole England side a real kind of volley after that saying like, come on guys, we'd like, like, like we, we'd, we're, just, we're just not switched on here. But they, they, didn't, they didn't really get that back. And again, even in that partnership at the end between Lyon and Stark, I mean... It's it's maybe can seem inconsequential in the grand scheme of things, but it did allow Australia to build up that total quite quickly. Maybe you'd say that Adams declared that a little bit earlier and they lost the wicket quite close to the end today. These things all do add up in England. Just, I mean, you can't, you, you almost can't account for Steve Smith, uh, but there are a lot of the small things that they kind of, they've got wrong in this test match, yeah, I guess. And every time I was, you know, watching that Stark Lion partnership as well, the amount of times I saw the ball, ball go over the keeper's head and you know, fly away for four and it just, uh, you know, incredibly frustrating day for England. Yeah, but basically everything has gone wrong. For yeah, every, in this yeah. Test match. I mean, I mean, I guess the one thing they haven't had is a bad injury, although Stokes did limp off at one point, but at, yeah. least, at least he returned to the field. Um, yeah. And, but yeah oh, so. They need him now, don't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, um, Australia did declare and then Joe Denley came out to bat. And again, I, I guess this podcast is just me talking about how I feel for people. Um, <laughs> but I do feel, I feel for Joe Denley. Oh, I think we all um, feel for because, Joe Denley. Because Jason Roy is someone, it's is very clear England want this guy to come off in test cricket, right? He struggled as an opener. It was clear to see but, you know, they want him to succeed in Test cricket. And I think most people do because he is such an incredible player to watch. Um, but then Joe Denley, who hit that 50 in the last Test, a really important 50 at four, um, is now opening. And he, you know, he just he didn't look a Test opener because there were a lot of plays and misses and a lot of, you know, airy-fairy cover drives that were coming out of nowhere. But and 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 I felt for him. Yeah, it was it was the drive for me in particular. I mean, we, we should really stress that Australia did bowl 
well yeah the, the quicks yeah. bold bold brilliantly will probably come onto line in a second but uh the, the quicks bold brilliantly and facing the new ball in england almost, almost whoever's bowling it is so so hard it's probably the hardest challenge for a batsman in cricket yeah i guess the thing is so england have sort of they've stuck by their line that they've picked the that they who they feel are the seven best batsmen in the country which they might well feel and joe denley i mean a lot of people think how has he got in the side? But he, he has scored quite a lot of runs in Championship cricket this year, especially. So that's not a totally ridiculous thing to say. But what they haven't done is really pick a squad that can really fit into a, a batting lineup in any way, which, I mean, like, yeah, there just aren't two openers in that squad. And yeah, you do really feel for Joe Denley because his reward for scoring such a, a gritty half century is, uh, is, to, is to be basically uh, a lamb to the slaughter. Yeah, exactly. Um and, and and you mentioned Nathan Lyon there. Uh, he only bowled the one over uh, tonight, and it, and it yanked out of the attack yeah, swiftly. Yeah. yeah, it was great to see. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It was not a great over. He dropped it short, and and Rory Burns looked comfortable against him on the back foot. Um, but you can't help but feel he is going to play a massive role in this test match. Um, there were foot marks there, which Joe Root was bowling, you know, into and getting sharp turn. And Lyon has had a quiet couple of test matches, um, and obviously. Yeah, Things have been said about Headingley and how that might affect him mentally. Um, but he, at the end of the day, he's a world-class off-spinner. Um, you'd back him to do well on that pitch. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I guess I guess England can take a little bit of solace from those uh, those last two test match performances where he's, take, he's taken something like two for 200 or something across his last three innings. Uh, he is a world-class former and he obviously has a lot of credit in the bank, but there is just there, there, there must be a slight concern there and he does have like a little bit... Not to prove, but it's. I don't think it's as guaranteed as it would have been after the first test that he's going to just run through England. There's a chance they can save this game. Not 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 a huge chance. But what you give them a, a thirty-five percent chance of saving this game, or is that generous? You think? Oh, I don't know. I might have to look at that crickviz. Uh, yeah. Winviz, well, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Drawviz, actually. I guess in this <laughs> yeah. case. Yeah. Um, um, and of course, Craig Overton looked solid for the uh, for the eleven or so balls he faced as night watchman. And the the knock-on effect of that is that now somehow like by complete chance everyone is is batting in the right place Joe Root's at four where he should be Jason Roy is going to be down at, at five or six uh Johnny Bairstow will be at seven it's it's uh it's great England's problem to solve by having a uh, Craig Overton at number three so I think that's the way forward well uh reasons to be optimistic England fans all right guys uh, we don't just talk about cricket uh we write about cricket here too every day on wisdom.com and every month in the shape of Wisdom Cricket Monthly Magazine. Uh, if you fancy giving the mag a go, you can get your first three copies, print or digital, for just £3. In fact, we'll only charge you £2.99 if you go paperless. To subscribe to the print version and get your first three copies for just £3, go to wisdomsubs.com and use the offer code, all in capitals, WCM3FOR319. To subscribe to the digital version and get your first three copies for just £2.99, go to pktmags.com slash wcmpod. Um, this has been the Wisdom Ashes Daily. Uh, listen to us on uh, the, the Spotify, the podcast app and Acast. And we'll join you tomorrow. Podcast Network.